morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today I am talking to myself. But first, before I tell you what I'm talking to you about, I just want to say that for those of you who are listening at home on the podcast in the usual mediums or whatever host of your choice, I'm actually recording a live episode right now on Twitch. Now, nobody's in here yet. Uh, This is something I'm going to be trying to be doing for a little bit. Um, So if you start to hear me addressing other people as they phase in and out of the chat room, um, just know that, hey, I'm doing it live. It's kind of like you're hearing something, you know, as it's happening. Um, Now, I'm already having a little bit of technical issues. Uh, I think it's because I'm uploading a bunch of files while I do this. So uh, for those of you who tune in later, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, so anyway, you don't really have to see me as much as you do hear me, so if you're already in the usual chatty rooms, everything's all good. Uh, but if you do want to watch these, uh, as we do the live videos, um, if you just go to Twitch at Adam underscore shares a lot, that's the name at least for the time being, it is subject to change here pretty soon, um, you can see them as I record them, but otherwise, just, uh, listen as per usual if you don't want to change anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Anyway, so... Move my mic a bit. Bam! You can see my microphone now. Look at that pretty little thing. You can see the back of it. Move it a little down. All right. So I wanted to talk about the burden of choice, right? So as you guys know, who are usual listeners to the show, I often go over to good old uh, psychologytoday.com for any time I have questions about these kinds of things. And um, it seems to me that, uh, you know, um, there's like this paralysis, this, uh, this choice paralysis that happens to us a lot if we're given like an open-ended question or an open-ended answer, uh, or if we're given too many choices, right? Uh, and there was a study, uh, apparently it was like 40 years ago, a guy named Alvin Toffler kind of pioneered the thing, right? And uh, he's talking about how, like, he has these two different focus groups that are going to pick chocolate, different types of chocolate, right? And in one of them, uh, they only have six. One group only has six types of chocolate to pick from, and the other group has 30 types of chocolate to pick from. And uh, the long and short of it is that, like, there was a lot more, there were a lot more people in the larger group, um who were feeling a certain kind of way like they were thinking like uh you know what were we missing out on because like they're so like night because they can only pick one so like what were we missing out on there's like still 19 other ones that we that we didn't get to pick so what's the problem like why what's the deal you know and so they start to feel like this sense of uh you know i'm missing out Ordinarily, like you think the more choices you have, you think that you are happier. You think that you need more. You think that like, or you think that like, if you have all these options, that there must be something going well and that you can just pick whatever you want and still be happy. But apparently that is not the case in most instances. And actually I can relate to that. So before I go any further into any of these studies, I want to actually share a few couple of stories that I encountered personally. Um... And professionally, rather, I should say. Uh, more importantly, professionally. Uh, before I get to the professional story, I wanted to share something with the um, personal story. So, um, when... Uh, for anybody who isn't aware, there are video games called sandbox games, right? 
In a sandbox game, in a nutshell, it's kind of like, hey, here's a bunch of things for you to play with. Here's this whole little area for you to just explore, like a city or a town or whatever, right? And you can go and do whatever you want, essentially. That's like the, that's the sell of the game. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want, you know? Um, and for me, I thought that's what I wanted. I mean, there are still some games I play that are sandbox games that are still fun. But like when they give me the when they give me this option to have anything I want, do whatever I want, have anything that I like, there's a point where I'm like, man, I don't know what to do with my time now. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like there was a game that came out not long ago. Well, I guess it was longer ago than I thought. Holy crap! Um, called um, uh, Assassin's Creed. I think it was called. Is Brotherhood or the one after that? I can't remember. Whatever the latest one was, it had Ezio in it. And I remember that they had this... Uh, within like the first two or three hours of playing the game, the map. You open up this map, right? And I'm sorry for those who aren't really hardcore video gamers, but you open up this map of the world. And there are icons everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's just it's inundated with icons. And I had never finished the game. Because there was a point where I thought, man, I'm just running from icon to icon. And within, like, one little area, like, all I'm doing is I'm just trying to check off boxes now. Like, maybe what if this one thing that I just spent my time on isn't as good as that other thing I didn't do over there? And then there's also the completionist in people, you know, whether it's a video game or any or a checklist. I got to do all the things. And if you're like, if I'm going to go to a ride and or go to an, an amusement park, and I want to hit every single ride and do all the things that I want to do, Right. I mean, like, how much fun are you having if you're just trying to make... So, you, because you're... How much fun are you having if you're just afraid of missing out, so you try to do all the things at once? Before you can even reminisce about the first thing you did, you're already ready to go do the second thing. And, like... I mean, I've been starting to really notice that, where sometimes I'm just like, man, I just kind of, like... I know this kind of sounds stupid, but, like, someone just point and say, do that. And, like, I think that these frustrations I have with all these choices are bleeding into how I want to help people and how I want to control groups and how I want to direct things and direct people. And, um, you know, ultimately, let me adjust my camera here for those of you in the room. Um, ultimately, what I'm finding is that in my, well, before, in my approach, I realize that I have to give people choices, but not too many. So um, in my work example, I was talking about before um, something that we're taught is that typically you want to give people three options three options are comfortable but gives people the idea that like hey this is just the right amount two usually seems too few because people try to be well both you know you ever have somebody where you say like if you ask them a question and this is something I've been a lot more aware of so maybe this is just me you ever have somebody where you ask them a question and you're like I mean, are you feeling like it's more like you feel that you're disappointed because of this? Or is it more like this over here? And more often not, what do people say? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. Right? You know what I mean? Like, because they want both. They don't want to make a decision. Like, and maybe maybe it is a bit of both. But if you really listen to how they're talking and their watch their body language, one is definitely more pertinent than the other one. But they just want to say both because you, you said choices. And like, well, we must, we, we have to say them both. Right. Um, and so like when you're we're taught when we're trying to sell programs or custom things to people, uh, give them three choices, you know, give them a small one, give them the big one and give them the one in the middle. That way they can be like, look, you know, 
know, more often than not, people go for the middle one or the big one, but, I mean, there's a whole thing there that I don't exactly believe in, but, you know, the idea is that, like, if you're going to give them choices, give them very concrete, finite choices, that way, you know, they can feel like they made enough of a debate and they made a good decision for them, and you give them a reason what each thing is for and why a certain type of person would want each one or none of them. Um, and, you know, I, it's something that I realized um, as I learned that, that while I didn't necessarily believe it for sales, I believed it for selling. And what I mean by that is I always think sales is like you give me money, I give you the item or the, the, the service that you came here for and I sold you on it because X, Y, and Z. Or maybe you chose this because Y and Z weren't as good, but X works perfectly for you. Selling is something that we all do all the damn time, right? Why should we go see this movie versus this movie? Well, because, bang, sell starts, right? Um, and I find that sometimes you have to sell just to get people to continue something or to keep them moving, um, you know, quite literally, physically moving, you know, and for those of you who don't know, uh, my main job is that I am a ballroom dance instructor. I teach ballroom, Latin, swing, all the big ones that people know, salsa, which falls under Latin. Don't know why I said that. Um, and sometimes, you know, again, the burden of choice is if you're aware that choices can be a burden, as somebody who tries to lead or be an instructor, you typically want to give them choices. And if the choices that you give them really are so radical that they don't like them, they will come up with one. But if you leave it open-ended in the first place, they have trouble. So sometimes they have to be like, all right, look, these are, if you say, well, what do you guys feel like working on today? What do you think is something that you really struggle with? Oh, gosh, I don't know, Adam. I mean, probably everything, really. You know, I just, but if I say, all right, do you want to work on your waltz or do you want to work on your salsa? Oh, definitely salsa for sure, you know. Or maybe they maybe didn't have either one of those in mind, but they don't want to feel like they can't voice an opinion. So at least I can start checking stuff off. So if you say, all right, do you want to work on your salsa or your waltz? And they say, well, actually, we were kind of like thinking maybe like, you know, I don't know, uh, mambo or something. You know, because we were thinking, oh, man, we haven't done that in a while. And it's like really crappy or swing. You know, because then people start forming choices. You just have to, you have to get the ball rolling, right? And if you're aware of those kind of things, it's easier just to keep things moving along, which I'm finding to be a challenge sometimes. Um, and I got to thinking about the burden of choice, you know, because when, you know, we probably all have YouTube channels that we subscribe to or that maybe we don't subscribe to because we don't want to give them the pleasure, but we at least like the videos or we follow them. I used to be that way where I wouldn't subscribe, but like YouTube algorithm would be like, hey, we noticed you watch these, so watch some more of them. Um... You know, and I, and I was going through uh, my YouTube subscriptions, and over the past 10 years, I've only subscribed to, like, 20 YouTube channels, like, two or three of which are mine. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, so I was, um, uh, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, as I'm looking over all of the related videos and all the related content that Google slash YouTube tries to offer me after a video is done, or when I go to the home page and it shows like, hey, here's things related to stuff that you've watched before and things that you're subscribed to, because the whole point is to keep you using the product. Here are some choices for you, right? 
but I'm looking, I'm just like, there's like a lot of things on here that like my time is valuable. And I don't, and I'm sure that I would love a lot of these things, but am I going to sit through all of them, you know, or how often, you know, have you just like sat there just flipping through Netflix? You know, we used to, when, when cable boxes, like big cable boxes were the thing, people would say, look, 50 channels, nothing on a hundred channels and nothing on. There was something obviously on everything, but you just couldn't make up your damn mind because now all of a sudden nothing was good enough for you, you know, because you're just like, oh man, like really my time's valuable. Then what did you end up doing? Wasting most of it talking about what the fuck you wanted to watch just to not watch anything. And, um, you know, like this choice paralysis is very real where part of me also thinks it's about being uh, assertive or making decisions. And sometimes we just don't want to do that you know, kind of taking that positive step forward or that big step forward, even when it just comes to picking a Netflix show can be very daunting. For whatever reason, you're just like, man, I might be missing out on something else. You know, like for instance, I can't tell you how many times I have watched The Office or Scrubs or Community on Netflix or Hulu instead of just watching something new. I had to push myself to even watch the, the 10 episodes of Witcher when that came out, even though everybody was talking about it. I had to push myself. Umbrella Academy, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I watched it. I love it. But I had to really talk myself into watching that because I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to like that, but I already know I like these things. And sometimes that's how we have to operate our minds and our bodies and our day-to-day. And sometimes as a teacher, what I have to do with people, where sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I know what works. So let's keep using that choice. But other times I'm just like, are they growing? Are they doing anything out of their comfort zone that they're going to feel good about later? If they just come here to be comfortable, then I'm not doing a good job. So eventually I have to give them something new or something that maybe they've been dancing around, no pun intended, because they didn't really want to talk about it. They didn't really want to address it. They really didn't want to try it because they're afraid of it, because they're nervous they're not going to like it, because they're nervous they're not going to succeed, because they're nervous that something could go wrong. And, you know... I feel like it's something that we can all relate to. You know, I'm using like really simple things like TV and, and you know, dance moves. Like, oh, maybe we don't want to try that or maybe we don't want to watch that or YouTube videos. But I mean, like when I look at that YouTube subscription that I have, I still watch like I only watch like the same three or four people when I do feel like watching YouTube. You know, I have tons of people say, oh, man, you ever watch so and so on YouTube? They're so funny. They're so good. And I'm just like. I mean, you ever do this? Someone says, oh, you ever watch these videos? Oh, my God, they're so funny. Or, oh, man, they're so good. You got to watch them. And then instead of saying, like, oh, never heard of it. Yeah, I'll get a lot, I'll, I'll, I'll get right to that. And then you don't. Or you immediately start talking about something that you like because you're like, well, if they're going to tell me something they like, I'm going to tell them something that I like. And again, now you're just fighting about choices because really, at the end of the day, nobody wants to yield or make a choice about anything. They're just like, I've already made my decision. I like this, right? It's the same way with food. And how people get picky with that. But I think when it comes right down to it, something that I think that we're all missing is gratitude. Is, you know, being grateful for what we have versus what we don't have. Because ultimately, the study that I was referencing, uh, and it goes a little deeper into it, ultimately what they find is that um, they find that it's a regret that you have at the end of the day this paralysis that you have from choice or this regret that you have from choosing something is ultimately like, oh, maybe I would have been happier if I picked that. You know, I just can't be grateful for the fact that I got chocolate. 
now I'm upset because that person might have something better than I did. Or maybe I picked the wrong one and that person picked the better one. They look like they're having a pretty good time right now. And how often do we have these existential crises because we're struggling with what other people have and what we don't? You know, like, perhaps the burden of choice, this is me just thinking out loud, perhaps the burden of choice is not so much that we are, you know, it's not so much that we're, we're scared that we picked the wrong thing, but maybe it is that we're scared that, you know, in some, in, in a lot of more social situations, we're scared that other people would have things better than us, you know, just like the Netflix thing or the YouTube thing, oh, did you ever watch this? Oh, man, you gotta watch this, and we end up not watching it until we see that all of the internet has watched it, and I'm just like, well, now we have to do it because we don't want to be excluded, and right there again, we're, it's an, ex, it's an outward problem, it's an existential problem, you know, now we're afraid that we will be left out, right, I've never seen more than two episodes of Game of Thrones. And sometimes when the conversation comes up, yeah, sure, I wish I knew what they were talking about. I've seen enough of the memes and the, you know, the clips to kind of get what's going on. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Then again, I'm a different kind of person. I, I can spin the conversation somewhere else if I really want to. But more often than not, like I've seen people say like, oh, you know, I'm, ah, I'm not going to Harry Potter, you know, for instance. I'm not going to get into that, you know, it's just something everybody likes it, you know, it's just going to be a phase, and then we're not going to like it anymore, you know, but then when everybody starts reading the books, and everybody starts watching the movies, and everybody starts buying the merch, and playing the games, it's like, well, shit, now I got it, you know, I have a friend who said, oh, I'm not going to buy Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes out right away, because it's going to be filled with bugs and glitches, and that's exactly how I felt, it's going to be buggy, it's going to be glitchy, I'm not spending top dollar on a fucking game that might be shit. You know, let other people play it and figure it out. And then, you know, when they do all the patches and stuff, maybe when it goes on sale, maybe. But, but then within a couple of days, he saw people that he knew had it. And he was seeing videos popping up everywhere. And people were, all of his friends were playing it and talking about it. And bang, guess who has Cyberpunk 2077? Because you don't want to be left out. Um, and again, it seems like this is a deviation from my original point. But in fact, it's not. The idea is that, you know, with this choice paralysis, is that we ultimately feel that we are being left out or that we picked the wrong thing. And in the case of cyberpunk and other things of being left out, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, whatever have you, it's not so much that, like, there are too many choices there, just that did I make the wrong one, right? And I think that's the root of it all, is that because we're not grateful for what we've got and because we're not grateful for... For, for how we feel about those things. We're not solid now. We're insecure. We have a fear of being left out. And so back to the, the burden of choice, you know, whether somebody knows about our choices or not, the idea is that we are people who want to, um, we want to feel like we made the right decision. And if we don't, and if we remotely regret it, or if somebody says otherwise, you know, now we're just like, ah. You know, you know I used to work in a video game store, and uh, it was a GameStop, and there were games all over the walls, and I had multiple systems at the time. And I remember my boss would say, hey man, since you work here, you can pick a game off the wall, sign it out, play it a few days. If you like it, you can buy it. If not, you know, as long as it's used, whatever, you know, no harm, no foul. And there were a lot of times that I didn't take anything home because, like, I would spend half of my work shift when no one was in the store looking at games trying to figure out, well, what would I play? 
what would I do? There's literally hundreds of games on these walls. Like what? You know? Uh, I mean, how many times have you gone to browse and really didn't look at anything? Or you know, go to buy go to buy uh, go to buy something and then realize that like you know, somebody told me the other day about purses and how people buy purses and like, oh, that's not in, so I can't use that purse anymore because um, other people are using it now, so or aren't using that one anymore. So then, what's the problem? You know, like, well, we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to look foolish. We don't want you know, we don't want people to look at us and think like, you know, we're not in, we're not hip, right? Uh, and again, now I'm kind of getting into trends a little bit, but the ultimate idea is feeling left out. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, ultimately what I think this comes down to is just being grateful and feeling great, grateful in general for what you do have and where you are and, and who you're with. Um, that's not to say that you have to feel all those things at once because, I mean, there's situations are circumstantial but um you know i just kind of had to get some of the stuff off my chest because i'm realizing that you know now that i thought about these things and i thought about how it affects my work and uh, my attitude towards certain things and how i'm trying to get this cares a lot collective going um with my fellow compatriots i keep thinking like you know if we have too many things that we could do are we going to do anything at all? And my biggest fear now is inaction and um, missing out on the whole thing entirely. Or even worse, is people missing out on us. Um, and so it's just something I've been thinking about where you're just like, you know, you have this big project and this big group and you want to make things go forward. But if you let this idea that, oh, we could do all these things then what are we ultimately going to be doing at the end? You know, what are you going to do? Now we have too many choices. Now we're just like, oh, we don't know where to start because all these are cool. Again, maybe at the moment we're not thinking, oh, we're going to be left out. But it's just like, I could be missing out. Like, what if we spend time on this thing? And it's like fun, but it doesn't go anywhere. There's this other thing over here that's going to be a lot more work. And it's a long shot. Do we just continue doing what we already know? You know? and then just kind of see what happens. You know, and then there's a lot of uncertainty because we're unsure, and there's almost, even, like, a little bit of hint of, like, oh, we may fail at this, you know? Um, and I kind of want to just get all that out because I think it's important that at the end of the day, um, you know, you're able to make a decision, and even, at least in the moment, you can appreciate that you did it. You know, because I, th I, think, I think even making a decision in general is a, is a battle for a lot of people. And, um... I mean, I have had people uh, that I've gone to restaurants with before the world broke, and um, they would say things like, uh, you know, uh, like like somebody would come up and they would say, oh, yeah, all right, so can I take your order? And they panic because they realize that they've been looking at that menu for, what, seven, eight minutes? And they haven't made a decision, and now they're embarrassed because you know why? There's a lot of fucking things in that menu, and there's a lot of things that you might want to try, and you keep telling yourself that you're going to try something new, and then you don't, because like now you feel like you're holding everybody up, so you just order the thing that you always order, uh, because at least it's what you know, you know? But there's a party that's like, man, I like should have gotten something else, or if I had more time, you know, and I think that sucks, you know? I know these are all just like first world problem kind of things, but think about it for a second. If all of those things... 
as minute as they are, are causing even just an iota of anxiety or an iota of regret. Imagine the big things that you may never do or how much more amplified those feelings will be with the big decisions that you do make. You know, out, and this is factoring or not factoring in any advertisements, any influencers, any celebrities that even say anything about a product. I mean, how many times do people just drop something just because somebody said so, you know? Or, you know, jumped on the hate bandwagon because a few popular people said, hey, don't like this person or don't like this band, you know, or, or whatever. You know, I mean, it's so easy to do. So imagine back to that chocolate uh, study real quick, all right? Imagine that, you know, right now the people who had the 40 or 30 options, whatever I said, of chocolate, a lot of them, a lot more of them are feeling resentment or regret because they're like, man, I might not pick the right one. There was 19 or 19 or, or I should rather I should say 29 other options in there. And I only picked one. Like, I wonder what the fuck the rest of those were. You know, what did I miss out on? What was it anything foreign? Did I just get standard like Hershey's chocolate? I mean, I have that all the time. Like, why? Fuck, what, what if there was something foreign in there? Or maybe something extra cool or maybe something with nougat in it. <laughs> you know, um... But now imagine for a second that now there are advertisers in there saying like, hey, you know what? Yeah, those people in there have 30 chocolates that they can pick from. But none of it is as high quality as any of the six options that you guys have here. Imagine what that's going to do for someone's brain when the people in the other room find that out later. And when you say, hey, you know what? Look, your chocolate might not be as good as everybody else's over there in the other room that have six choices. But you guys have 30 different options here. You can pick from whatever you want. You have tons of things that they won't have access to, right? But, I mean, their chocolate's a little bit higher quality, so they have less of it, though. But they only get to pick one, right? One out of six. You have 30. You have tons of things you can pick. So there's a part of you that might think, yeah, I'm going to go to the 30 one because, like, I want to have all the chocolate. But then when someone tells you that, when you walk into that room, hey, that guy's enjoying better chocolate than you. But, you know, he only had five other ones to pick from aside from the one he picked. You know, I mean, like, you you kind of went out here because you had more, way more options. Some people think that way and some people don't. But imagine any sort of regret or resentment you might feel when you realize, well, what the fuck? Why, did, why didn't we get the high-quality chocolate? Are there not 30 high-quality chocolates in the world? You know, and, and again, to circle it back around, I think it's just about being grateful, being... Um, being steadfast with knowing that you know you don't have to have everything to feel like you have something you know and I, I think I, gosh I could just go off on so many rants about about choices and why people don't make decisions and about like why certain apps work and why certain restaurants fail and why certain YouTube channels you know like especially specialties you know, like, I go to this channel for this, but now they also do, you know, I started watching these guys when they were only doing, I don't know, slow-mo videos, and now they're doing, like, taste tests, and they're doing stunts, and they're doing all this other goofy shit, and at the end of the day, you're just like, you know, gosh, I mean, I, I didn't realize how much has changed, because these people are just trying to add so many more choices now for people to, to get more demographics, you know, get more people to watch. I don't know. I know I'm kind of rambling a bit, but it, but it's annoying. You know, and I hate that we've become this way. And I hate that we um, seem to um, 
I don't know, almost seem to rely on having choices. I want to know something where before I wrap up, something else that was kind of weird that happened to me recently, or at least like a, a realization that I had, was I was um, I was in my car driving. That's usually what you do when you're in your car. <laughs> I was in my car uh, driving to uh, get my car inspected the other day. And I synced my Bluetooth up with my phone, or my phone up to the... Um, the internal system of the of the car so I could listen to my podcast or my, my Spotify playlist on the car speakers. We've all done that, right? But what was kind of strange about the whole thing is that um, I flipped through. Like, I made this playlist. I built this playlist of songs that I know that I like, right? I built this whole thing. And then, like, what did I do? I fucking skipped almost every song trying to find a song that I wanted to listen to instead of just going and finding it and pressing it. So when I did that, I picked a song I wanted to listen to, something else came on. And you know what I did? I just kept flipping through until something else came on that I, my brain was in the mood to hear that time. And I don't even know why I was doing that. I liked every song. Every fucking song. But, like, there's a part of me just like, man, if I listen to this, I might not be able to hear maybe something else I might like a little bit more before I get to the before I get to the car shop and like why did I do that why do, why did I not just enjoy what was there every song on that playlist I like you know and it, it, there's a part of me just like because there might be something even better that I'll have more fun listening to on the 10 minute car ride to the fucking Kia shop sometimes I'll sit in my parking in my driveway or in a parking lot and spend another five, six minutes just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to listen to on my on my Spotify list before I even pull out of the driveway or out of the parking space. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm wasting so much time trying to figure out what I'm going to listen to. Trying to figure out what the fuck artist that I already know that I like I'm going to listen to. It's absolutely bonkers. Like, I don't know why I do that. And maybe it's because I'm not grateful. Maybe it's because I'm not satisfied for some reason with what I've already got. I have all these songs on here. Fuck, before that, I used to use a little MP3 player. I never owned an iPod. I used to have a little MP3 player that looked like a flash drive. And I'd plug it the fuck into my into my uh, little USB port in my car. And it would fit maybe 15 songs on it. It was a real small thing. It didn't, And I couldn't sift through a playlist. It was either There was a little prong on it. I could flick it to the left or flick it to the right. And then it would just flip through the songs. And that was it. And I was fine with that. I was just like, you know what? I got these 15 songs. It's good. And when I got my new car, and I got, you know, I, it had Bluetooth and everything, you know, what I ended up doing was just putting a CD in there and then downloading some songs into the, in, the, the hard drive of the car. And there were about 22 songs on there. And I loved them. And I would just listen to it over and over and over again because I loved all those things, you know. But then, you know, I got the Spotify list. And now I'm almost offended, like, if, if there's a time where I'm on a car ride and I just don't just let the car's, the car's hard drive run and play all the songs that I know that I like, because there's also songs on this other thing that I also know that I like that I didn't put on that hard drive, but are on my Spotify list, and I can just have access to that. Even though I like all those fucking songs. But if I listen to the music on the hard drive, now I'm missing out on something that I know is not on there. Even though I'll fucking probably flip through most of those songs 
that are fucking on there. I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Like, it, it just makes no sense other than that, like, I'm not grateful for what I've got, or that I'm afraid that I'm going to miss out on something else. What am I going to do, miss out on flipping through more songs? Flipping through more channels? Flipping through more fucking podcasts? I mean, honestly, it's, it, there's just a lot. And especially in a creative space, there's a lot. And uh, I could go into that too, being a part of a creative space and there being so much content out there now. You don't know where to start. You don't know who to trust. You don't know who's time to give because just there's so many things. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you just have to be secure with what you've got and who you are. And I'm realizing that I think there's a part of me that wants more, even though I've got plenty. And, um, you know, it's not something I'm particularly proud of, but it is something that I'm glad that I am learning about myself so that I can make some corrections along the way. So, anyway, that's pretty much it. Um, I know this was a bit rambly, but it was just something I had to get out of my brain before I tried to go to sleep. At, you know, it's 12.40 a.m. right now. Probably be in bed by another hour and a half or so, whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, now, I know I emphasized this was a live episode, but I am recording this very late in the day, so it didn't look like anybody particularly jumped into the chat today. Last time I experimented with this without actually recording the audio separately, it was a little bit of a different story. But if you ever see the words live, L-I-V-E, which might also say live to you, I don't know, uh, on, any of the, on any of the episodes, it's because I am currently recording it live. Um, although, since I didn't have any interaction, maybe I won't call this one live. I don't know. We'll see when I get there. Either way, um... Thank you for making it this far. As always, if you made it here, I appreciate you. Appreciate the crap out of you. Um, I hope that everything is going well for you and that you're staying out of trouble and that you're keeping, uh, keeping safe in these crazy times. And I know the holidays are coming up and there's all that madness going on too, but we have hope on the way. Please just try to hang in there. Please try to keep being good. Um, and just hang out maybe another three, four months. And that seems like a long time, but look how quick 2020 went, even though we all thought it would last forever. We made it through. We can do this. Um, so please be safe. Please be careful. Um, and with that, I hope that you are taking care of your mind, taking care of your heart, and most importantly, taking care of each other. I will see you soon.